What's cracking, everybody? Welcome to the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast, Tuesday edition. So sorry we didn't get this out yesterday. That is my bad. Today, we've got a really cool interview from Avocado Alley and Matthew Ryan, their SCA Expo first-timers. I interviewed them about their Expo experience. Would they do it again? How much did it cost? What was involved? There's a lot of really cool lessons that I think baristas, roasters, anybody who wants to kind of climb that ladder, get more exposure with the rest of the industry can learn. But before we get into that, I have a few shout outs that I have to get out of the way. Expo is a really big time of year for the coffee industry. And it's kind of like this benchmark to where you can look backwards and just see what the world was like last year. And that's where my first shout out comes from. And that's straight to the staff, straight to everybody at Cat and Cloud. Thank you so much. A lot of people ask how business was going, how life was, and my brain immediately went to the direct comparison of how do I feel at Expo this year versus how do I feel, how did I feel last year. And this year was so much more relaxing, so much more confident. And I think it's because last year, the business was still so very, very new. And we had a lot of things that were ideas, but we didn't really have proof of concept. We just had big dreams. And now looking back at the past 12 months and seeing what the people on staff have been able to accomplish and how those ideas of having other people lift up your organization, how that's really come to life, I can't really explain how awesome that feels. It's amazing. So shout out to everyone who's holding it down there at Cat and Cloud on the day-to-day. You're freaking doing the good work. And I will tell you straight from everyone that Expo, people really appreciate you. The second shout out goes to everyone who came up, said hi to us, gave some encouragement, said they listen to the podcast, said they watch the video, said they love what we do. Thank you so much. This is from myself, from Jared, from Charles, from everyone. It really, really, really means a lot. And sometimes I get scared that in the hecticness of Expo that our thanks really isn't... It's hard to communicate how thankful we really are because it really does like touch us like right in our heartstrings and make us feel really awesome. And it's so good to know that people get value and get some joy and some happiness and just, you know, maybe even just a little smile out of the stuff we do. So thank you so much. And sorry if it was really, really quick. There was one point in time where I felt really self-conscious where I'd been wandering around the competition area for about 20 minutes. And then I went to go put my camera down and realized that I didn't have it with me, that I'd left it on the expo floor, literally on the floor near a booth and was kind of blasting through to go get it and people were saying hi and I just feel like I wasn't able to give people that amount of time because I was like stressed out about it so sorry if you saw me when I was blasting chase for the camera but man thank you so much everyone for tuning in it's really good to see you in real life third and last well not last thank you maybe last shout out I don't know Chuck Charles Jack Chuck Jack. Chuck is one of our business partners. He's been on the podcast a little bit, not as much as Jared and myself, but he gave a lecture on creating sustainable careers in specialty coffee. And Charles did from friend to friend and partner to partner. You did an awesome job. And I got a, we got a lot of good feedback on it. And I just, you know, personally wanted to shout out. I know everybody feels the same, but dude, Chuck, you freaking killed it, bro, dude. Keep killing it. We're going to do an episode of Chuck's performance. I'm going to interview him. We're going to do a little Q&A, get some details. So if you missed the lecture or you just want a rehash of all those ideas, that is going to be coming in a podcast as well. And I think it just takes a little bit of time for the SCA to get that stuff out. So we're just going to go ahead and do it. Expect that within a week or two. 
I got two more shout outs. Did I just say that was the last one and I was totally lying? I was trying to group them into shout outs and like um, thank yous, but I just got confused. Whatever. First day back. I'm confused. We got two sponsors for the podcast. And instead of doing ad rolls for both of them this week, I'm just going to express personal thanks. And that is Curtis, Wilbur Curtis Brewers and Steeped Coffee. Curtis, everybody knows you probably have a Curtis Brewer under the counter. If you don't, you should maybe think about it. It's the brewers that we use at the shop. And aside from making really, really awesome equipment, you can check out Brant Curtis's episode. It's maybe the last episode or the episode before that, where he talks about some of the things that make Curtis a really awesome company. They're design made in the US. They're a Los Angeles-based company. They're a family-based company. And Brant believes in some of the same things that we believe in. And it was really cool to get to talk with him and just see where his head's at, aside from brewing awesome coffee. Another dude who's a really awesome cat is Josh at Steeped Coffee, and he's actually a local guy. So he's a Santa Cruz, Santa Cruz dude. He was a Cat and Cloud uh, Kickstarter supporter when we first launched. So thanks for that. But Steeped Coffee, in a nutshell, it's coffee in a tea bag that you can take anywhere. Not just coffee, but it's specialty coffee. Okay, really good coffee. It's in a little grip it and rip it package, and you can just pop that bad boy open, add hot water, and you're basically ready to party extra hard. And again, aside from being radical coffee, Steeped is a certified B Corp, which means they give back. I don't know exactly what it means, honestly. I think everybody gets a little ownership. I think it just means people are doing really cool stuff for each other. And I'm pretty much super down with that. The podcast is really fun for us to do. And it's awesome to have these sponsors to help keep us going and your encouragement to help keep it going too. And then the last person I need to shout out is my girl, Sarah and the crew at Railway Coffee. They're in Ruston, Louisiana. You know, I told you I'd give you a shout out. Here it is on a silver platter. Shout out to Railway Coffee. I don't know anything about them. Check them out. All I know is that they're really nice people. Let's kick it over to Ali and Matthew. Thank you so much. Listen in and learn. Peace. So usually I just turn it on. So now, yeah, now it's on. I'm going to turn myself down a little bit because I talk too loud and we're on the podcast. Awesome. This is the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. We're at, where are we? Uh, I don't know. We found some the secret Washington hallway. Washington State Convention Center. We're, at, we're right outside of Ballroom 6C at the Washington State Convention Center. 2018 Specialty Coffee Expo. There's so much weird stuff going on. I'm with Good weird. Matthew and Allie. Did I get that right? Yes, you, yes did. you did. From North Carolina somewhere. Raleigh. Somewhere. We'll Raleigh. Say Raleigh. Yeah, Raleigh. We'll say Raleigh. You live in the same town. Um, I'm in Fuquay, Verena. What? Say that exactly. one more time. Fuquay, Verena. <laughs> Fuquay, Verena. F-U-Q-U-A-Y-V-A-R-I-N-A. Sounds like a weird French song. It's French and Native American. Oh, okay. Wicked. You're yeah. not in Fuquay. I Fuquay no, I am in Raleigh. Raleigh. No, Fuquay. I went there one for the first time recently. There's not much going on there. Only one time. Just Only the, one time. To come pet my corgis. <laughs> to come pet the corgis, yes. Sick. So just for a little bit of back history, I've known the two of you for about a day, maybe day and yep. a half. Yep. Two days. And I reached out on Instagram like a month ago and I was like, Hey, who's coming to Expo for the first time? And a bunch of people wrote me and I didn't write anybody back. <laughs> because that's how I roll. They don't write anybody back. But then we saw each other at the doodad thingy. Right. Jared's little I map it forward talk. Which yep. is excellent. Which is yeah, how was that? Uh, I just caught the very tail end of it. But Jared and Lee were very positive, 
very cultivated very professional language. I, I think they're thinking about things that are very difficult for a lot of people, but people don't know how to put them into words. Okay. If I could press you for like one takeaway, what would you say it was? Like one magical learning moment. Just that you don't have to stay, you know, right between the lines and that you can ask your employer, your manager, anything you want and whatever answer they give you, then, you know, move on from there. But it doesn't just have to feel like I'm a barista. I, I stay right here. You know, you can, I mean, you could, you could become very important for them. You could do anything you want to do. <laughs> Sick. That's true. So background. So what do you do, Allie? We'll start with you. Okay. Are you down with Allie? Is yes. that cool? I Allie? prefer Allie, yes. All right. What's your, what's your day-to-day? What's your coffee story? Like, okay. What do, you, what do you do? My full coffee story? You just want to know what I'm doing right now? How about magic superhero intro story really quickly? Okay. All right. Well, uh, I was going to college, and I needed a job, and there was a posting for Starbucks. Sick. And I went, and I worked there, and it was terrible. Uh, I was there for a couple months. Uh finished up my degree and then there's this really cool little shop called Java Love in New Jersey where I'm from and I worked there for a little while which is where I kind of got introduced to more than just using the machines that they use at Starbucks that you know super autos yes exactly Um, then I left there came to North Carolina and I got a job at Morning Times in downtown Raleigh which is a counterculture account uh, which has kind of opened my eyes up to the world of like specialty coffee like at my previous jobs we never dialed in there was like no education I people would be like what kind of coffee is this and I'm like it's a dark roast so um and I I would like constantly ask for education and no one would give it to me so now I'm at a place where I feel like I'm learning and I'm growing a lot and uh yeah so I've been working there for almost a year now so I'm pretty fresh in the specialty coffee world. What attracted you to the idea of a coffee shop in general? I spent a lot of time in coffee shops growing up. Like that's just like where all of my friends would always sit and my friends and my family would all meet up and like for hours and hours and hours or even at like diners even drinking like shitty dollar coffee. Can I curse on you? Yeah, do whatever okay. you want. Okay. Uh-huh. Um there's just like something so like comforting to me about coffee and it's just like a sense of community and family and I think that's why I got into it. But now I'm really enjoying like learning more about coffee and everything no. that comes with it because there's so much. Obviously we're here at an expo where there's like, it's like mind blowing. Why'd like, you want to, so wait, okay. wait, I'm going to peel from you for one second yeah, yeah. and then we'll recap on that. Okay, okay. You work together. We no. work together. No, 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 no not, not at together. all. Not, not at all. all. No, not even close. No, no. We uh, we spend a lot of time together, mostly talking about coffee. Okay. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we do did not you work meet together. through coffee then, or was there pre like history? Uh, we did not meet through coffee. Did not no. meet through coffee. Just uh, proximity. Proximity. Okay. <laughs> we'll say that. Sure. Proximity. That sounds great. We met yeah. through proximity. We were in close quarters. We. So, Bumped booties at a store or something. There you go. Yeah. That's a great... But the first time we did hang out was at a coffee shop. Yeah, Jubala. A Jubala. Oh, yeah. Hillsborough Street. Yeah. Heard of them? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Counterculture account. It's a great place. They do yeah. stuff. Yeah. When did you start working in coffee, Matthew? What's your deal? Actually, also started at Starbucks. Okay. In college. Just needed a job. Always loved coffee. Actually stopped drinking coffee while I worked at Starbucks. Why? Uh, I'm... Well, 
didn't, didn't enjoy it. Didn't make me feel good. Okay. Uh, it was probably just under other stresses as well. Um, just being in college, you know, not having a lot of money. Uh, that was actually out in San Luis Obispo, California. So pretty oh, yeah. close to you. You're but a California boy. This is before. I actually grew up in North Carolina. Okay. Went out there with some friends. Um, it's a good time. Learned a lot of things. But shortly after getting it to Starbucks and feeling a little uh, disenfranchised about coffee and what I loved in coffee, though I have to thank Starbucks for being everywhere and serving coffee to everyone. Uh, yeah, shortly after that, I, I found uh, probably my first true specialty coffee. You know, like really, really meticulously made, you know, good single origins, you know, well roasted. Uh, it was actually a stump town account in Atascadero, California, a place called Brew. B R U with the two dots over it? I've been there. Yeah. So yeah, they're I, on that main like strip yep. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. El Camino Real. Yeah. Uh, cute little spot in the back. Um, yeah, it's quaint. You know, I mean, so for five, six years ago or something, it was like trying those coffees and, Chemexes and whatever else we were playing with at the time was really great. And, you know, once I had the taste for it there, I worked at a string of other cafes and living in San Francisco later on, I became friends with a few roasters, bought a Baymore, Bemore from, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. from mm-hmm. Sweet Maria's and started home roasting. And then uh, since then, I've worked for a couple of roasters in Raleigh, North Carolina or some suburbs and uh, trying to do my own thing now. But We'll see. You're on I, a new adventure. Yeah. Ultimately, I am looking still at this point for, you know, another maybe kind of medium-sized independent coffee company. I'd love to learn more from roasters that I think are really good at what they're doing, but, but you know, not just stuck in one kind of place. Gotcha. You know, I, I, I just want to learn the full spectrum. You know, everyone has different tastes. I know I have very specific tastes in coffee, and I don't want to just be roasting for me. But, you know... Okay, that's yeah, fair. That's where I'm at. That's fair. Yeah. That's a pretty long history. That's pretty good, rich history. Yeah. <laughs> but now you're here. So, Ali, what Chris. made you want to come to Expo? So there's this like big leap you're building up, starting with Starbucks, moving through those ranks or whatever you want to call it, then you end up at a shop that serves counterculture, which counterculture is awesome, and you have access to this information. Mm-hmm. But then that's like another big leap because there's a lot of people who work for companies that serve really nice coffee, but not all of those people are like, oh yeah, I'm going to Expo. It's going down. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, there, there are kind of two parts to why I was here. I, I already mentioned to you, but I'll re- say it again, that I was up one night in the middle of the night and I was researching different coffee things I could volunteer at because at Counterculture, I spoke to uh, Tyler who used to work there in Durham and I was taking some exam towards getting my um, barista certification. I'm like working on that and I took him aside and I was like, how did you get to where you are? Because I know you started as as a barista and he was like, well, he gave me a couple recommendations and he was like, volunteer for SCA or anything you can in coffee and just like get yourself out there. And that was a couple months ago. And then one night randomly, I was just like looking on YouTube and I was like, let me see about this. And I found one of your videos Uh that was (laughs) (laughs) here last, last year. And 
then I went into like a black hole of just like watching all of your YouTube videos um, <laughs> until like five in the morning. And I was like, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. She I'm also doing started this. skateboarding recently. Yeah, oh, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, totally. You're just on the program. <laughs> <laughs> What's it going to be next? We'll get you like a jump rope or something and you'll Kids be definitely. You'll be yeah. in the zone. That's so sick. <laughs> That's a really cool question that you asked was you found someone who was doing, basically doing the thing and asked like, what did you do to get where you are? Right. That's I, uh, it sounds like such a basic question, but good on you for asking that because I think that's something a lot of people miss. Right, and I think me and Matt talk about it often. I'm, we've had conversations where it's like, if you just ask, people are always willing to give you information. Like, even um, Jared was saying at that talk that he reached out to someone in Disney, and I feel like and they responded to him. And, it, like, just because he, like, wanted... I don't remember what he was asking them, but it's just, in general, like, people are too afraid to ask, or they're like, this person won't get back to me like even with you I didn't think you'd read my message and it's just like if you want to know something just ask people are always willing to share information because someone else helped them to get to that point yeah and then there's that double down scientific thing to where like people love to hear themselves talk exactly have you heard about this it's yeah, like yeah. triggers the same pathways in the brain as like basically when you're on drugs it's like part of that so yeah it's just like this euphoria of people want to hear me they're listening to me <laughs> right yeah it's true because I feel like we live in a time where people don't they aren't heard so if you like look at someone in the eye and you're like tell me how you got here they'll be like okay Whoa, cool yeah, yeah totally that's that's freaking awesome yeah and then Matthew how did you what made you want to come well, actually, Ali told me about it. Oh, I, yeah, I signed I'm up in the middle of the night, and I wrote to him at like three in the morning, and I was like, "You need to know about this." And I did also. Yeah, and so like, we, we both love coffee, but we yeah we don't. There's there's not a lot of defined pathways in this industry. I I really love that on one hand, but on the other hand, you know, it can often be very. You're like scrambling to like you know find a way to like just continue on any path you know or some something you're still passionate about within coffee, you know, and hopefully make a living wage doing that. Um, but yeah, we were both ha really happy to be here. I'm glad you told me about it. Uh, volunteering has been awesome. The classes I helped amazing. out with were exactly what I would have taken, you know, if I had already known more about it. But I, I figured this would be a perfect way to get in there, hear a little bit of the information I want to learn, more importantly, meet some people that I'm going to try to stay connected with. So so did you both get Expo Comp through volunteering? Yes. Yes. So if you out there that are listening and don't know, you can pay to go to Expo, and I can't remember how much it is. I think it's, it's around 200 Two, two 250 yeah. yeah, 250 yeah. bucks, which is really just a portion of the cost once you factor in however much you pay in travel, right. however much yeah. you pay in food, right. however much you pay in lodging. But you can offset that cost by volunteering. Totally. So how many hours did you work? I worked 16. Did you also? Uh, I did 18. Or you, or you had minimum the, 16. Yeah, minimum 16, I think, for non-SCA members. SCA is like 12. Who signed up early enough. Um, but it was really great, though. The two classes I did were like nine hours long, but it was excellent. It was a green coffee grading class uh, and a beginner's roasting class, which was actually really cool because I actually ended up being able to really give a lot of input and help teach a lot of people some things, too. Oh, um, cool. So even though I was just signed up to, you know, basically hand things out, labor, et cetera, um, clean up. But I think uh, been roasting long enough that, you know, just some things came up. There wasn't enough other people, assistant uh, trainers in there, certified by SCA, to, to kind of be with everyone at all one time. And we had a lot of roasters down there in the basement. So it was really cool to be able to, you know, answer a lot of good questions right away. And then that, I think that really helped some people with the test they took at the end. 
What does volunteering look like? I know you get a special t-shirt. We got a shirt, a lovely and, shirt that I can't wait to take off. And then, because you've been wearing it all weekend. <laughs> all week, all yeah. weekend. You're like, hey, me, I wear the same thing every day. Yeah. <laughs> and then what do you, like, what have you been doing? Um, so the first day I helped with the judges for the barista uh, competition, Calibrate. So it was pretty much, they were just like making sure they were all on the same page. It was a lot of espresso they were drinking, and I was just like washing dishes. Um, and then I also helped out during the actual barista competition, just like, Bussing things out, cleaning the machines off for them. Today, I saw you. I was just like handing out magazines. Yeah. And then, uh, what else did I do? What was I doing yesterday? Do you remember? I can't sold remember. Sold posters, I think. Oh yeah, I sold posters. That was kind of. It was fine. Many I was just odd like jobs. Yeah, exactly. But like the barista stuff was really cool. I had like I totally expected people to be like yelling at me and like because like, I had heard I had heard I've heard some like stories of people who are like oh I felt totally taken advantage of, but like. Everyone was super kind. All the competitors were really, really nice oh, to me. So you you heard some bad volunteering stories. A little bit. Yeah. Nothing like major. Just that like, you know, that they're just like, keep washing dishes, keep doing this. We have a lot to do. But everyone's been like amazing. Everyone's been very lovely. There were a lot of people were like, you're doing so great. Thank you so much. And even like, yeah, the competitors were like introducing themselves to me. I talked to like a ton of people. Did you get to sneak any drinks? No. I know they tell you not to. uh, I really wanted to. (laughs) I didn't. I should have. I should have while I was like washing dishes, just like stuck my head in the sink and like tried one of their beverages, but I I didn't. I volunteered to bus one time and I was such a drink sneaker, (laughs) even though they're like, you're not supposed to drink them. And I got yelled at one time, but that was okay. I was like fine with that. But Chris got so inspired by that one drink. That was it. Now I'm here for the rest of my life. So. That's what you got to do. It's, I got about 12 feet from the Brewer's Cup, so I was, I was kind of just like aiming my nose at him, seeing if I could pick up a little bit. But no, that's pretty no fair. Drink. It's yeah. pretty fair. Like, <laughs> so, dude, once you decided, you know, mm-hmm. it's the classic story. You're up at 3 a.m. and your friend texts you and like, hey, you need to go to this coffee expo thing because coffee is life. <laughs> Did you have a goal in mind coming? Did you have like any idea what you might get out of it? Or did you have a list of like, I want to do these three things or see these or well, open Well, one book? of our goals was to meet you. Sick. <laughs> Specifically, <laughs> actually. We, like, we felt like we actually talked about it. Yeah, nice. we, we both, you know, we watch a lot of coffee people, you know, vlogs and podcasts and things. Um, but we always agree that you, Jared, your whole team is you're just so positive uh it seems like the way you guys interact with each other and the way that you interact with your customers and still the quality of the coffee is just like it's you can you can do it all you don't have to be like you know hiding away like focusing on roasting and not talking to people you don't have to give up being a barista to learn how to manage you know your finances that's totally yeah i mean we talk about that all the time so i don't want to like be a broken record but you're right. right on which is there's this thing that exists and maybe it exists in other industries and i only see it because i'm so close to coffee yeah. is that like the thinking is so binary that like mm-hmm. you're good at this and you're not good at this you do this and that's what you do and it's just the world's not really binary it's not black and white there's just so much gray so yeah i appreciate it that's nice thank you yeah but otherwise um i'm sure you had some goals as well ellie but 
I definitely wanted I had no to. no goals here. To, <laughs> I'm just here for coffee. No no I'm goals. just kidding. <laughs> to drink. Oh, just to drink the best all coffee. of the coffee. I uh, I did want to meet some more. I, I do want to stay within roasting. I'd love to eventually have my own cafe or cafes. Uh, but that could be 5, 10, 20 years from now. As long as I'm still like on my path and enjoying what I'm doing and constantly learning more. And, of course, you know, you know, making enough money to support myself, I... I'm happy working in coffee. I do want to always be involved in roasting. Um, I think green coffee sourcing would be very cool. I know it's kind of a dream job for a lot of people. Yeah, it's a big one. I've definitely talked to a lot of people about the, you know, a lot of the negatives, a lot of the the difficulties they go through. You know, I mean, I, I guess you can't really imagine what it feels like to, you know, to get sick in all these places you travel to until you're there. And then you're like, Oh God, I I'm, think I'm going to die here or something, you know, but I still think it'd be cool. I think, I think the relationships is the coolest part of it. Um, I've always been interested in like food chemistry and agriculture. Um, since I was a kid, I used to always have a little garden when I was really, really young. And I, I noticed the differences in how some of the things that I grew would grow from one place that we lived to another where the soil was totally different. Even just in the same county in North Carolina, we'd have, you know, thick, you know, black, wet soil in some areas that are going to be sandy or clay-like. And, and that's a lot of the difficulties they face in a lot of these different growing regions, too. You know, I mean, the, you know, the elevation, you know, the soil composition, how much water they can, they can use, even if they have it. You know, we've got to be careful with it. But um, in some way on the production side of coffee is what I definitely want to do. And I was, I was really happy to meet some importers in the green coffee grading class. Some roasters have been around for a long time in the roasting class. If I could get more involved in the SCA, it'd be cool to train people. Um, but any connection I can make that you know keeps me connected to people, more involved in the community, and you know potentially leading to some other work that I want to do would be awesome. Those were my goals. <laughs> Allie? Good goals. Um, I just... I would like to further my career in coffee, even though I talk about it all the time. I love being a barista, and if I could make a living off of it forever, I would. Like, I am so passionate about it. But I would like to see, like, I came here to see, like, what other options there are or, like, maybe eventually be, like, a barista trainer through SCA um, and just, like, meet other people who are, like, really passionate about what I am. And I think I really succeeded that. Or even just, like spending some time around the barista competition like maybe that's something i want to do one day so there's no harm in coming and just like putting yourself in that environment did you meet any educators specifically that you were like oh this person knows any, what they're doing any educators or trainers or, or trainers, or I, trainers? I, I wasn't really a part of any of like the barista training classes so or not like so a, much. in a casual conversation find any trainers actually that's probably i probably should have volunteered sure you for a them. class you, you probably i probably didn't, get didn't the name. know you should yeah. go talk to selena maybe she uh, knows stuff she works at blue bottle she's just uh, really passionate about education i talked to her about that stuff quite a bit she's here i gotta go find her she loves talking education i'm gonna connect you somehow yes that would be lovely we're gonna put it together yes please you can talk coffee magic yeah that'd so, be awesome you're kind of almost like this like matthew it's like this border between networking and information and Allie, you're like exploring options. Mm -hmm. Like what does the wide world of coffee have? Um, now it's Sunday. It's kind of like the last day of expo. 
I can't believe it's over already. It's so fast. I know. It's such it a freaking nightmare. By. I feel like I'm just getting started. Yeah. We, me too. We were, we and we've been, been working so much, so I feel like it's just and like we still stayed here as you know, as long as we were yeah. on our feet carrying stuff around. We we were here till the end of it each day, just like but in I a, still in feel a like days. But there's so much more we could have seen. Well, of course there is. Yeah. yeah. I didn't get to everybody, but I tried to speak with many of the roasting manufacturers, like all the people with pop up cafes. Just there's a lot of good people here. But yeah. Are you out of uh, roughly like a scale out of ten, like zero to ten, how would you rate your expo experience? Oh my god, ten. It was 10. been amazing. Yeah. That's fucking big. Yeah, no, it's been great. I mean, I I there is stuff I would have liked to see and like I was a little tired from all of the volunteering, but this has been an amazing experience. You would I, go again. I will one hundred percent go to Boston next year. And then Matthew. I'd give it a nine out of nine. ten. I okay. think the expo was really, really well put on. Everything felt like very organized. I mean, it was just, yeah, it was a really great show. There was tons of classes available. Everyone's having a great time. But just for me personally, I wish I got to spend just just a small amount of time more. I don't know if there's a way that we could even like design into some of these classes or, or maybe a certain area or a certain time at these expos where people who specifically are are not just here to kind of uh, you know, sh- show themselves, you know, come to the competitions and things, which is great and inspire people and, you know, but, but specifically to look for new relationships. Like I'm looking for a new source for green coffee. I'm, I'm looking for a new place of employment as a roaster, you know, a professional barista, you know, even, even if you work on, you know, logistics or financial stuff, but in coffee, I think it'd be really cool to have a little more of like a, you know, event. For like that. a mixer, yeah, something Specific you know, mixers, but no, not like the Mopop. That was great. But <laughs> got you. Yeah. How, how would you rate Sober this mixer. weekend for yourself? Oh, myself. Yeah. Jeez, I don't know. Uh, eight out of ten. Okay. Probably. And I was my biggest takeaway from the weekend, which is maybe an interesting perspective, but I was relating it to last year's experience, mm-hmm. and it was infinitely better than last year's experience. But it didn't have anything to do with Expo, and it had everything to do with my mental state okay and how i felt about the business so last year it was pretty close to when we opened we hadn't really been open for a long time so mm-hmm. we'd been doing our build out and we'd been roasting coffee for a while and shipping coffee and doing the podcast and stuff so we've been doing things but the store was still relatively new and it was stressful to be here only because like we were giving lectures about like stuff that we thought was real and like now we know is real but we didn't really have like full proof of concept yet. So mm-hmm. didn't didn't feel very grounded. I just think of. that, yeah, I felt like it was yeah. more like idealistic stuff. And it was rad. Like I enjoyed doing the lectures that we did last year and Jared did too. But there was some part of me that was, was like, we believe this stuff. We haven't actually fully done a ton of this stuff yet. Yeah. You know, we're working towards that. But now this year, like a full year later, a lot of those ideas have come to fruition and a lot of the things that we believe, we see them play out day to day. And that's been a huge game changer for me as a, like a business owner. And now coming here this year, I'm just like, yeah, I feel, I feel great. Yeah. I feel like really good. And people are like, how's the shop? And I'm like, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> and yeah. it's not like, I think it's going to be awesome. It's like, yeah. it's fucking it awesome. awesome. There's another store and we're building more and it's going to be great. So like my, my mental game is, is pretty strong. So yeah. Perfect. I, I'm, I'm going with, uh, I'm going with eight out of 10. Okay. <laughs> but that's, that's still you know, good. Pretty good. And then best part of, best part of the weekend for you. Uh, best part of the weekend. I don't know. I've just been like 
nerding out like i i think i'm like the only person here who i talked to that actually watched all of the barista competitions la- um, recorded from new orleans before they all came here so um i've just been like just like meeting everyone and like everyone being so sweet and like exchanging information with me uh has been pretty awesome and yeah i think that's what it is just the people because people are what make you know this industry great and it has been really nice for me to see like how willing everyone is to like work with each other i don't feel like anyone here is like out to get each other it just seems like a really nice community which i have really enjoyed this week did you have one moment that stood above the rest of the weekend the teaching of the roasting class was pretty fun pretty awesome i feel like i really had a lot in common the way we think with a lot of the people that were down there. But if I had to pick one moment, it was actually, uh, what was his name? John F- Freck? Not French. Yeah, John, F- John Freck know. from Black Oak Roasters. Okay. And uh, I think he might have actually been part of the Brewers Cup. Maybe I, I don't know if I missed him while he was up there. But anyways, he actually just had used, I think, the coffee that I had got to try. And, uh, and we were talking about water quality talking about you know just temperatures in your brew and everything and just like down to like some some almost exact stuff that we do like he was like yeah just experimenting and like we this is how we decided to you know what minerals we decided to use and what you know tds parts per million whatever and you know what in the temperatures over the course you know the time and you know depending on the the kind of moisture level the coffee post roast and all this stuff and it was just like almost exactly the way I think about it. And I haven't met anyone else like that yet. And uh, he gave me, gave me some different paperwork that he had over there. And I think they actually had it to show to people, but he was just like, oh, just, just take this. this. I think this is so cool that we're like kindred spirits in our like super nerdy, you know, extraction science, you know. This is, a, this is like a moment of like how, you know, you judge someone like right when you meet them or whatever. You're like way nerdier than I thought you were yesterday. Oh, he's very nerdy. <laughs> yeah, you're deep in the game. <laughs> That's sick. Uh, soil, clay, uh, minerals, things. <laughs> That's fucking rad. So, it was good. It was good. can I ask a hard question uh, or an interesting question? Yes. Okay. How much do you think you spent like money wise? So you got... Expo comped through volunteering. Mm-hmm. How much other money do you think you spent throughout the weekend? Throughout the weekend? Honestly, we have not been eating very much. I think I spent like... Yeah, we're like shaking right now. Yeah, like we've been... <laughs> I have not spent money on like food or coffee. So like... Just because we've been busy. No, we're busy. not like, we're right, like, right, we're right, like not starving ourselves. Like, no, yeah, we're yeah. just like loving all the like, stuff that's <gasps> going on here. So. I feel the I same mean, way. Well, I got a little twitchy right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, lo- thankfully, Matt's family let me stay with him for two nights at their Airbnb. Nice. Um, also, I have a friend who lives in Seattle, so I okay. stayed with him. Uh, so I didn't spend any money on like boarding. I think I maybe only spent like $40 a day since I've been here, which okay. I was expecting to spend a lot here. Plane ticket? Well, so I'll probably tell people at my shop to listen to this, but I don't think they're supposed to know that my job flew me out here. So is that a secret? It was. It's not a secret. It's just like if no one asks, maybe don't tell. Because my my shop is owned by a larger company, mm. and I had mentioned that I wanted to come here, and they're like, "All right, we're gonna fly you out there, represent our shop. We're excited for you." So I've virtually spent. No money. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. She hasn't been at Morning Time's uh, 
maybe uh, you're not the newest employee there, but no, I am. Oh, you are well, still. Ja- maybe, yeah, pretty much. Well, pretty close to that, but she's very obviously passionate about coffee and has actually taken a lot of initiative, uh, not just with the coffee stuff too, but other kind of just like logistical stuff around the shop and items for the menu, uh, just little things like you know getting some little healthy options on there that you know some vegetarian. I'm stuff. a little People are naggy, but. Well, that's the thing. No, I like. I'm sorry, I totally cut you no, off. No, you're fine. But as someone who you know has a business and has employees, like people like that are amazing, right? So like maybe you're not the most senior person, but you're the person who asked, right? And you're the person who has the ideas, and you're like, hey, we should try this. Like, here's what I propose for this, and that's huge because those kinds of people are people that actually do stuff, and like, so yeah, good for you. Thank you so much. Yeah. So Thanks for that. talking me up, Matt. Yeah, you you are valuable to them. Like, there's good reason that they yeah wanted you to come out here. Uh, I appreciate that. Honestly, though, it was I mean it was very worth it. Like, if if you would spend five six hundred dollars round trip on a flight to uh, go on vacation or something a couple times a year, then you know if this is something you're passionate about, it was yeah it was well worth it. And honestly, the housing around here there's a lot of beautiful places around Seattle. It's pretty easy to get around. You, know, you don't have to stay at one of those Ubers, though. I spent all my money on Ubers. That's what I'm talking about. You're yeah. saying 40 I forgot bucks a day, about that. Okay, like, all right. I, I forgot. Ride. No, 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 you're yeah. right. I spent maybe like forty dollars on food, but I spent we a lot of money very on lucky. Ubers. We found a, a very nice place on Capitol Hill. We could walk here if we got up early enough. But uh, yeah, <laughs> you're close-ish. I'm, We're pretty I'm, close. Yeah. So it's it's been a really good trip. Yeah. I'm, yeah. yeah. Have you? My mom and sister tagged along too. They've never been to the West Coast. Uh, even as they long as I cute. lived in California for like five, six years. That's so pretty funny. They never came and saw me then, but they were like, yeah, let's go. So Seattle sounds fun. Yeah, it was really cool. I, didn't, I actually, I've been, we've been super busy volunteering here, but uh, it, was, it was a good time. It kind of felt, it was nice to like unwind a little bit. I mean, we went out with some coffee people too, but, you know, just to uh, uh, see them and kind of, eh, you know, mellow out and just eat some food like at home. It was nice. But if you're planning on coming, bring a lot of protein bars and have a lot of money <laughs> set aside for Ubers because I'm gonna. That's really what it all went to. If you were gonna give someone advice who hadn't been but was thinking about coming, how do you feel about your volunteer time? Would you do the full volunteer time again, or would you maybe volunteer a little less time and like pay for part of it, or would you skip volunteering and try to find 250 bucks somehow? Honestly, I were you gonna talk? Um, I would probably become an SCA member because it's like fifty bucks if you're a barista, and then you can volunteer twelve hours, and maybe only do like three shifts versus four. But I think volunteering for me is totally worth it because obviously, out when you're walking around the expo, you talk to people, but when you're working next to people and helping people, I think it's it's really nice to like build connections. So like, I will probably volunteer next year. Okay. Yeah. A little bit of forced interaction. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I like that. I would definitely volunteer again. Um, a lot of the things that I volunteered for, you you wouldn't you wouldn't even be able to like see any of that, you know, for to help with the classes uh, or any of the some of the private cuppings and things. It's like you, you know, you wouldn't just see that walking around and looking at the exhibits, watching the you know competitions. It was excellent. Uh, I don't think I would do any more, but I might. I wouldn't do any less either. Uh, being becoming a member of the SEA would be great. Um, it would be kind of cool though if you didn't sign up for, if you couldn't sign up for classes that you really wanted to take or that you really wanted to volunteer for because you wanted to learn those things too, um, or any other you know exhibits or helping with any competitions you're really interested in. I would probably just ask them when I got here, you know, hey, do you guys need any more help with you know such and such 
specific activity. And if you could just kind of jump into that for a couple hours if they still needed help, because I know there was some people that didn't show up, uh, you know, the closer you can get to whatever you're passionate about, just to, like you said, just be in the environment, see people working, you know, maybe maybe make some connections. That'd be really cool. Also for me too, like just being behind the scenes for the barista competition and seeing what it's really like, like I feel like makes it a little like still totally scary, but like less of a scary idea of being like uh, for me to be like maybe one day I could do that just to like see how it all happens. A little less mystery. A, a little less mystery. Yeah. It's the scariest room ever. If you've never been back there, you're yeah, like, that's I'm gonna sure. freaking happen back there. <laughs> Everyone's so weird. Did you get to pick what you volunteered for? Yeah. I know you a little bit because it sounds like you two had completely different volunteer experiences. Yeah. No. If you uh, sign up early enough, you can pick your shifts and the times, everything, and then. Um, yeah. Yeah. So if you if you really had something you wanted to catch, just do it early. If you if you spread all your yeah volunteer shifts out, you could definitely go to a lot of different activities. But activities. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, for me, it's like the classes that I helped out with. They would have been like five hundred and fifty dollars each or something, and it was like there was there was no way I was going to pay for both of them. Um, one of them uh, maybe I was considering, but it was actually just it was really great to volunteer for it. You know, I didn't get the SCA certificate. Yet. Right, okay. but you saw it all happen. But, you know, yeah, it was a good time. I would not work in the poster section again. No? <laughs> Rolling posters for four hours, nah. not so much. Maybe not so hot. Yeah, not and maybe not, like, handing out newspapers, but yeah, it's newspapers fine. Are good. Like, yeah, no one wants right. to talk to you? No, no. Like, no, how I push you off? I yeah, like, oh, you're rude. I know, Take I'm my a jerk. newspaper. You well, are a jerk. That's the biggest secret <laughs> ever, is that I'm actually a dick. <laughs> like, this guy now sucks. Now we know. You should see him with his... Uh, I don't even know what he's wearing, but he's flexing right now with his shoes. <laughs> oh yeah, they're my um, EQTs. Mm. There, I I usually buy because I'm an idiot. I like to buy a new watch before I go to Expo, but I didn't this year. So I bought new shoes, and they're so comfortable. It's that That's Adidas a- Boost sole that I like hate so much because it's like so trendy, like. <laughs> whatever but i'm just like fuck standing up all day in these is amazing no you're actually right it's, right about that we both have uh i'm like covered in blisters yeah. from walking around all you day you gotta get the shoe game <laughs> I like know. we've been putting Proper. miles up and down the hills here oh my god it's way no. hillier yeah, than i expected some, yeah i'm wearing some he like, usually wears flip-flops Oh, He's been wearing no, flip-flops honestly, all my flip-flops over town. would have been way better. Flip-flops probably would have been more comfy. <laughs> yeah, Doc Martens, yeah. not Sponsor so me, much. Reef. Uh, if they, <laughs> they would have let me wear those down Sponsor in the, the roasting basement, I, I would have. But, you know, closed toe. Yeah, shoe game, proper. Right. So what, what have we learned? We've learned that volunteering is cool because you get to meet cool. radical people. It was totally. good. We've learned that you need to wear the right shoes yes. so you don't get blisters <laughs> yes. on your feet. You need to bring more protein. And you're going to blow all your fucking money on Uber. All your money on like Uber. That. But yes. with all that being said, it's totally worth it. So worth it. It's been an amazing Definitely. experience. Yeah. SCA. Is it worth it? Apparently. It is. Yes. It is. Dude, that was awesome. Yeah. Any like <laughs> final words of wisdom for anybody who might be listening or shout outs if you have any? Shout out to Morning Times. Thanks for getting me here. And um, if you want to do something, man, if you're up at three in the morning watching Chris Baca videos on YouTube, <laughs> just be like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm going to do that. Don't, I don't know, don't think too hard. If you want to do something, just do it. And then you get to go to the West Coast for the first time for free. And for be, free. For free. <laughs> and then tell your friends because it's fun to go with friends. <laughs> uh, well, I'd like to thank Allie right here for telling me to come. Uh, it's been a great time. I think uh, we both actually 
really care about what we're doing and and you definitely have to just put yourself in the right place if you want to move forward in uh, you know in something like this kind of industry. Uh, I do want to shout out to uh, Brandon Elder. If you ever hear this, one of my favorite roasters. Yeah, he's still doing it. He knows where he's at. Um, and yeah, Chris and Jared and everybody at Cat and Cloud. And our moms. Mom. Moms. You can't forget mom. You can't forget and, moms. Uh, Becky and Lindsay. And Becky and Lindsay are sisters because they're adorable. <laughs> and since we said Becky, that means this is the end of the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. Avocado Alley. Matthew. Thank you so much. Thank sick. you so much for having this. This is awesome. Heck yeah. This will come out. I don't know when. And if you listen to it and you love it, let us know. Follow everybody and just freaking get your get your life right. Okay, we love you. Bye. 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 Cloud Coffee Podcast is brought to you by Steep Coffee. Steep Coffee is a new brewing method. It's basically coffee in a bag. That is correct. Take it wherever you want. You're telling me that I can take coffee in a bag anywhere and brew it just like tea. You're you're you're, you're right. <laughs> is it nitrogen flushed? It's nitrogen flushed. It will stay fresh. It's compostable. But here's the thing: it's specialty coffee, not just coffee, not just random coffee. So if you're in the jungle, say, and you happen to have some hot water with you, you can whip up a cup of amazing specialty coffee. That's true. Or if you're me and you went to a place where there was only Starbucks, you could get super hot water and put steeped coffee in there. And then all of a sudden, specialty coffee on the go. Imagine going to Cat and Cloud and wanting to get steeped where you can. You can get steeped coffee at steepcoffee.com. You can get it at Cat and Cloud retail locations. Steep's also a benefit B Corp, which what's a B Corp? It's something cool, right? I mean, that means that the team also gets profit sharing. Oh, so it's like a win-win. It's like a win-win. They take care of their team. Win-win. Well, if you have haven't tried steep you should head on over there steepedcoffee.com check it out and taste what coffee tastes like when it's in a bag especially coffee never was so easy okay bye